Hello, Dave. Ian. And hello, Jake. Welcome back. Hello, Dave. Ian. Hi. Friend of hello. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Glad one. to be yeah. back. Yeah. Um, so, Jake, we, we brought you back on the show because, first of all, you're a fantastic guest. Uh, we love seeing your face on the internet. Uh, love following you on Twitter. And we wanted to talk about a bunch of stuff that you have going and that you've done over like this motorsport season, stuff you've driven. Yeah. So for anybody who's not familiar, familiar with you or out motorsports, give them the, uh, give them the 411. Oh boy. The elevator pitch. Um, <laughs> so hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm Jake. Um, I am just some guy that lives in Washington, DC. Um, and I've been into cars since forever. And I started a group for LGBT car enthusiasts, um, I don't know, four years ago now. And we've been really focused on the community part of all that and hosting events for people, getting people together. Um, we're pumped about what next year is going to look like. So we've been doing a lot of community events and driving events in motorsport. Um, I race an old BMW with the National Autosport Association. And then I also review new cars for Out Motorsports. Uh, on top of all of this. So I've been driving a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, you have. And and everybody needs to check out the YouTube channel because I mean, we're talking everything from a video about your spec three BMW to the new Escalade that I think just went up today or yesterday. Um, that you mm -hmm. had some uh passengers in the supercharged Escalade. That was fantastic. Yeah, an Escalade V. Um <laughs> yeah. that was very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I there was a there's a portion of the video that is my favorite where someone is filming you from the backseat as you're taking a 25 mile an hour uh, exit ramp cloverleaf. And we're like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Jake is just sending it. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad that was filmed in Mexico, you know, where it's legal to do that. Kind of thing. Right. Well, <laughs> we never exceeded the speed limit um, because it turns out when you get an entire pole barn through a, you know, off ramp, there's only so fast you can go. But um I did that, that truck had like 6,000 miles on it or something. And I, I wore down the top half of the word Bridgestone on the tire sidewall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have not told Cadillac this at the time of filming this, uh, this podcast, but, um, yeah, That's <laughs> a, they, like they put a big motor in it and they did nothing else to it more or less. So, uh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, something's gonna go when you strap what? How many horsepower to a giant? Six hundred and eighty-two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a nine pound per horsepower SUV. It's stupid fast. That's it's, crazy. And it, it weighs. Yeah. What, what does it weigh? Six thousand pounds. Six, I think it's sixty-two hundred. I had the short one, not the ESV. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. yeah, and how many people did you have in it? Well, we put seven people in it. Yeah. However yeah. many it's got seatbelts for. We yeah. it was yeah two four <laughs> seven. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I was with a bunch of friends uh, in Minneapolis, and they were the the one couple was hosting a barbecue, and everyone was there. It was like let's just let's just give rides. So I think we probably gave thirty people a ride. <laughs> yeah. Just like we found a route. It was like out and back, out and back, and they. The, the best part about that truck is that the exhaust in sport in V mode is like just it dumps and right. the people in the backyard, we were like a quarter mile from the on-ramp and at their house, the people in the backyard could hear me going down the on-ramp every time I did it. <laughs> it's so silly. I love it. 
Yeah. Um, it's a it's a fun bus, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Oh, hilarious. Just yeah. absolute hilarity every time. Yeah. Yeah. I love it that it's also, it's 6,200 pounds, but then you also have like 800 pounds of meat inside of it as well when you're doing these oh, things. Yeah. Like, that's. Yeah, we added a lot more weight to it. <laughs> yeah yeah cadillac should know what they're doing and just give you a full extra set of tires whenever you yeah whenever you have a press motor some, like that and some I mean, air sickness bags for the back <laughs> well yeah that would have been helpful um the tires i mean i gave it back and they were fine but yeah um yeah. i don't know i think i think with them and maybe with some other brands i've got enough of a reputation of like i'm going to use the car yeah you send it to me so yeah. Ultimately, I think that's what they want. I just always feel a little bad if I give it back like I did, but yeah. you know, most people aren't going to do that, so I don't know. I guess it was it was worth it. I think I think you you need to you're you're new to this this part of the game of like testing the new cars and so you need to get your pitch of like I was doing science <laughs> to see how what the stiffness of the side of the sidewall was on the stock tire so i can make a recommendation to my readers to say no you need to upgrade the tire. well i mean i i have talked to some pr reps about stuff like this and the, the overwhelming response is you're using it the way we you know it's designed to be used whether it's mm-hmm. something fun and sporty or something that's meant to go off road or tow or whatever and they're like we'd rather you have it than someone who just like puts around as once as a free rental car right, so right. Yeah, you know, I I feel bad sometimes. Like I brought back an Outback Wilderness with a a kind of curb rashed wheel from a rock, off roading it. Yeah. But and I did I felt bad because I didn't notice it in the moment. It was like I washed it before I gave it back, and then I was like, oh god, what did I do? Um, but they're like, well, you used it, so and I have a photo of it with like you know a foot in the air, like cockeyed yeah, trying to get it over something. So like, okay, yeah, it, we tried. So let's dig into that a little bit more because I think that one of the things that has been really interesting is that like you are putting these vehicles to use and like that manufacturer engagement on that. Mm-hmm. Like who's been receptive because Cadillac gave you a black wing for a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was back in May. Yeah. yeah. When we did our first track cross of the year that we hosted. Um, so I got approval for that car to just have it as a, a loan to review and then when it got scheduled, you know, the thing that people I think don't realize is there's like two fleet companies in the DC area that manage all these brands. So right. there's these two fabulous women that basically play Tetris with calendars and cars. So the Blackwing got scheduled and they're like, do these dates work for you? And I didn't even look. I just said, I don't have anything else scheduled. Great. Send the car. Then I looked at my calendar. I was like, oh, I'm hosting an event at a racetrack that I've rented. <laughs> that, like I can do what I want with. So I emailed Cadillac back and I was like, hey, um, and this was my first Cadillac loan. I was like, hey, you don't know me, but I have a racetrack. I can do this at lunch when no one else is on it. I have corner workers. I've got two ambulances. I've got insurance. Will you let me track the car? Okay. Like, this is what I do. And I have a race car. Like, I've I've got a decent track record. I promise to not do anything too dumb. And they were all for it. They said no burnouts, no drifting, just to like save the tires. Made a, made a video that I'm proud of. It was super yeah. fun. And I gave people rides like throughout the weekend. Um, certain brands are okay with that. Certain brands are not. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
Um, I appreciate the ones who are, and everyone's got reasons why they're not. I think a lot of times it's just liability or they don't have the budget to put a bunch of sets of tires on something like whatever. I, I, I get it. But right. the ones who let me do it are very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the results are great. Like the, like the video that you have of the Blackwing is fantastic. Like, yeah. I mean, we, it was fun putting that together and the way I always kind of frame it, cause this is my, my true belief, not just me, like trying to pitch myself is like, I can drive the car like this on a racetrack where it's very safe to do so. And there's runoff and the roads are, you know, banked the way they should be and all this. Or I can drive it like this on public roads where the <laughs> risk of people, deer, whatever is way higher. Mm -hmm. Which would you prefer all things equal? Right. Yeah. And like, you'd be surprised even when you put it that way, some people are like, no, you can't track it. But like, go ahead and go full nut job on a back road. We would love to see that. And I'm like, I, I disagree with that, but okay. Right. And I'll go do it. <laughs> but yeah, back roads are way more dangerous than a racetrack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, I would imagine that manufacturers are a lot more uh, receptive to like when you, uh, when you want to make a towing video, <laughs> right? Because it like, to, yeah. yeah, everyone's into that. Um, because that's pretty easy to, it's pretty like low risk. And again, most people won't do it. And I have a big enough trailer that like puts a, you know, it's a decent test for a lot of things. Um, we had one little oopsie where I got sent a Lexus LX that was a pre-production car that had somehow missed the, uh, port installed trailer wiring. So... <laughs> I uh, made it from, from DC half an hour away to where, my, where I keep my trailer and I was going racing for the weekend and I like put the hitch in the, the receiver and I go to back up and I crawl underneath it to look at like where the wiring plug is because on those, you know, they're Land Cruiser cousins and like they always tuck the wiring plug way up so you don't rip it off off-roading. I'm like, weird, it's not here, but this is a new generation. Like, it's got to be somewhere. And I'm like, there's no seven pin plug here. And I look oh, further up and there's like two sets of wires <laughs> with two plugs, like, you know, taped way up there. I'm like, oh, I know what happened. <laughs> so I had to take the car home, get my Cayenne, and I used the Cayenne to go for the weekend. But um, other than that, that's been the only like towing mishap and it wasn't even a mishap. Um, otherwise, I, I, I met finally in person one of the PR guys um, who used to be at Land Rover is now at Mercedes-Benz and I had he sent me a Defender 90 last year it's oh, like the okay. short guy yeah. yeah they are rated for 7700 pounds okay for <laughs> okay but the wheelbase is it's like a 100 inch wheelbase like they're super yeah it's short. like the the one that like looks chunky when you look at it like it's all yeah. yes the the weird like, like overall length is like a Miata plus five inches. Like they're really small. <laughs> yeah. And he remembered me because of the towing. I did. I put my trailer on the back of it and the trailer from hitch to taillights is 27 feet long. It's huge. And it's under the weight limit. And the whole point of that video was like, just because you, you say it can doesn't mean you should do it necessarily. It doesn't yeah. mean it's safe. And it, it wasn't. Um, it was terrifying. I was going to say, did it, did it, it start was, to drive you a bit? Like, was it just super sketchy? Well, no, because I could tell it was going to go that way. Um, 
yeah, that was the color I had and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, Pangea yeah. green. Um, Great color. Yeah. I got it up to like 45 miles an hour and I could, like, that was all it was okay to do. Oh, wow. And I knew if I got it up to high, like real highway speed, it was going to be very unfun. Mm-hmm. So I, I did the video. I took some pictures and I went and parked it. But um, <laughs> Back yeah. away slowly. <laughs> yeah. But like, why not do it? You know, like yeah. if, if, if the brand says it can do X, I'm going to do X because a lot of people aren't doing it. And I just right. have no interest in reciting a press release and being like, it was nice because yeah. a lot of people do that. Yeah. No, that's one thing that I really like about your videos is that it's not just a recited press release. Like you, it's very, like it's as things are happening, you are, you have a great uh, knack for expressing them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm, uh, I still have to edit it together, but I did do a towing video with the F-150 Lightning um, a couple weeks ago. And that was true. It was like GoPro on a stick, like as we're doing the thing. And I, I haven't watched it, so it might be terrible, but, um, I don't know. In the moment, it was fun. Nice, nice, very yeah. cool. Did you you towed the race car with with the with the light? I did. Yeah, I basically did a a fake towing uh, test for distance and most of the same route as I would take to go from here to Summit Point, mm-hmm. uh, which is like sixty five miles each way. Um, so I had actually the photo down um, the silver one. Oh, okay. Had a silver XLT long gotcha. range. So gotcha. it looked like that. And uh, yeah, it was like 65 miles each way. I deviated from going to the racetrack because there's a same distance going a different direction at the end where there's a fast charger to, to charge it back up. And I maybe could have made it home without doing that, but it would have been really iffy. Um, and that's so, about what yeah, most people was, are, was are saying for, with towing, like that it's about that big of a hit like a yeah i think the the <laughs> long range truck is rated for 320 miles and i think towing my trailer i could have done 120 mm-hmm. um so it's interesting though because a lot of people like tyler hoover towed an open aluminum trailer with like a model a on it which should be super easy because like aerodynamically it's not much weight wise it's somewhat light and i think he had kind of the same range mm-hmm. and then um tommy and roman from tfl truck towed a camper that was like on all-terrain tires that was super tall it was like 12 or 13 feet tall off the ground and i think they had a worse time um and my trailer is about 10 feet tall total so like the you know the aerodynamic load on an ev is really a big thing and mm-hmm. i was just curious like would would mine being shorter than what TFL pulled be a marked difference? And I think it was to a point, but I also think EV trucks aren't really there for towing yet, but like it's, it's all just kind of, you know, it works if you don't have to go that far. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if like there's going to be an aftermarket for like fairings to go from the back of the truck to whatever it is you're towing, you know, to like, kind of smooth the air out so it doesn't like build up in the front of the trailer or whatever. I wonder if that would actually yeah. make a big difference. Yeah, or if like the Lightning yeah, Expedition, I don't, I don't should they ever make one, if that would do better because of like, you know, a camper right. top, right? Yeah. Like how it yeah. how it moves the air, yeah. I don't know. I think I think the biggest issue is like the the battery density 
and, and how much energy you've got on board. Um, and, and I'm going to say this like it's a fact and then I'm not going to have a, a source and I'm probably very wrong, but I you read just something summed up our show. Point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Um, I read something at some point that basically said the amount of energy on board an F-150 Lightning long range is the equivalent to having a four gallon gas tank in a gas powered F-150. Oh, interesting. So, like, so, you know, when you, when you think of other EVs that can go much farther, that can do, I mean, even the F-150 unloaded 300 something miles, that's great. They're very efficient for the tech they have in them, but like how far could you tow my trailer on four gallons of gas? Right. Probably not that far. So like when you put it in that context, is it really that bad? Like, no, battery tech isn't where it needs to be for that kind of uh, use. And all these batteries are super heavy anyway. So like, I think we're going to get there to where batteries are lighter, there's more density, and we've got more efficiency. And that'll be the game changer for trucks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I would be so interested to see like what the, like the, I, I love that they reuse the lightning name, like the old lightning, like this red one here, right? Like if you had right. like that same aerodynamic <laughs> body on the new lightning, like how much of a difference would that make? You know? Yeah. 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 Cause right? everything is super optimized. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So, so speaking of your, of your BMW, like talk to us mm-hmm. about like your motorsports season. Like how have you how have you done? What's been going on? Yeah, give us the rundown. Um it's been good. Uh so we wrapped up the season back in October. Um I came in fifth out of like 13 cars, 12 cars that we had running for the season. Okay. Um and some of that is just because, you know, lack of attrition. Um sure. some people wrecked or didn't make it to every event but um you know this is my first full season of the car they are stupid amounts of fun um they are e36 uh 93 to 95 model year 325s um so they're the vanos motor m50 and they are just my, my one friend john says this about ford crown victorias when pushed for performance driving like he says they're big dumb golden retrievers that just want to like roll over and make you happy and these cars are the same way where they they're a little soft they're not the fastest they're, but they're like they're not slow and they're not boring but if something starts to go a little sideways you overcook it whatever like it just wants to make you happy so you can just like throw some counter steer into it and it's just fine and i have had the best time driving it it's like it's so fun that's awesome i watched your your video one of your videos on it and it looked like it looked like just great racing and just super fun um yeah it's the the best part so my last the purple bmw that i had the m3 was another e36 but the class was power to weight based and mm -hmm. then you could kind of do whatever so the cars were not necessarily equals and it was very much like a race of of credit cards more than anything um and going to a spec series and this would be i would probably feel the same way about a spec miata a spec e30 you know whatever but going to a spec series um the racing, like you see in the video, is just tight because we all we do a standing start, so we come to come to a stop and have a two by two drag race, and then you're in a a swarm of cars that are the same as yours, and you just have to not screw up as much as everyone else. Yeah. So going like to a spec series, 
going to like a strict spec series, was it like, was it humbling or was it a confidence boost as far as your driving skill? Because it kind of really shines a light on whether or not yeah. your driving skill is up to snuff or not. Yeah, I mean, it was, I would say it was both. Um, it was definitely validating because yeah, okay. I knew the chassis already from the purple car. <clears throat> and it was really validating to go out and like not be dead last and feel pretty comfortable driving it. The issue though is that I'm having to work on racecraft much more because oh. I'm not physically faster than anyone else. I don't have more horsepower. I don't have, you know, better aero or anything. So it's a lot more of a game of chess where I'm playing the strategy part of it. And, you know, like, like there's one guy, he, uh, he came up to me in October after the race and I've known him all season. He's very nice, good driver. He goes, man, every time we're on the back straight, you just drag me. And I'm, I went back and watched my video. I'm like, he's not down on horsepower, but I think I have a better line in some spots. I carry momentum and then I can get right up on his bumper and it comes down to me winning the race in that corner and then having the arrow advantage from tucking in behind him and getting, getting the draft. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how I get past him every time. It's not because I make more horsepower. I might have a two horsepower advantage on him and it doesn't matter. Right. So it's a different kind of racing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. The, uh, the idea of like, um, traffic management and that sort of stuff. We talk about that all the time when we go go-karting of, mm-hmm. I really like going go-karting before I do a lemons race or whatever, because it's it's like, Oh, I, I got to remember how to manage traffic. Um, and it's scaled. It's obviously way scaled down from being on a, on a road. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the same, same idea. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, okay. I need to like plan. I know what he's going to do in three corners from now. So I know I got to set, I got to put my car over here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, also don't do something now. Wait for then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The patience part of it is always tricky. Uh, especially right. when, yeah. Especially when you like catch people, uh, <laughs> awkward parts in the lap. It's easy to get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's like anything else. It's like a muscle that you gotta you gotta work on. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. No, it's it's a ton of fun. And and it's funny because I'm especially after this last year where you end up we don't really touch and bump draft, but we draft heavily to get around each other because it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who does marketing for Jordan Taylor, uh, who races IMSA. Yep. And he's like, Jordan and I can go driving on the street, and Jordan will be staring at me driving three <laughs> inches off someone's bumper. And like, it's just fine. And he's not worried. I do the same thing in traffic. And ever since my friend Paul said that, I'm like, oh, my God. I, I have to scare everyone that rides with me because I just, I'm okay being right off bumpers. Yeah. yeah. So... If anyone ever rides with me who's listening to this, I'm really sorry. I can back <laughs> off. Yeah. We did that at a press event one time. Dave was like, you are way too close. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, were, yeah. At a, we were at a racetrack and he was like, why are you so close? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I believe my exact words were, Ian. <laughs> but that, but we, we've been doing the show so long. Ian knew what that meant. <laughs> yeah. Right. He yeah. was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, quick question. Who did the paint job and the livery for your car? Because it's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. So the, the paint itself is a $500 job from Mako. Yes. Truly. Yep. Um, there is a shop, the Mako in Winchester, Virginia. It's owned by a dad and son and they will spray any color race car quality, which is to say single stage. Yeah. Kind of thin, but it's like, if you want to change the color on a a car that's going to get bumped into stuff, 500 bucks. So the color is uh, magenta off of a 70s Porsche 911. And uh, my friend Scotty did all of the graphic design. Um, he, he was in my college car club. He's a little older than me. And he's a full-time graphic designer. And he's done all of the Outmotorsports graphics. And I, you know, all of our, our T-shirts, our logo, everything. And I, I came to him and I said, do you want to do a whole car? And he said, yes. And what you see on my car is the first draft. That's awesome. It looks great. He yeah. sent it to he sent it to me. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> Quit so, digging, you um, hit gold, man. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Like, send me the files. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 The tack really cool. on the back and everything. It's it's perfect. Yeah. I also really I, I know it's part of the class or whatever, but I I dig the the one duct and the headlight thing. Like it's it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's you don't have to run it, but you're allowed to. Um uh-huh. We run the factory airbox, so there's no cold air intake. Like, this is the oh. most cold air intake you'll ever get. Um, but the, that, if you pop the hood, there's actually a piece of, of ducting that runs directly to the airbox's little inlet uh-huh. to funnel all that air right in. Yeah. Okay, wow. So what are you allowed to change on this? Just like brake pads and stuff? No, I mean, it's really, it's like, this is the list of parts and this is what you can put on it. So we have okay. a spec brake pad. Uh, a spec shock spring sway bar uh wheel wheel width tire i mean everything so really wheel cool. weight um yeah you can you can pick from a couple wheels but the the size and the weight have to be within a certain parameter we okay. run factory brake calipers um you're allowed to rebuild um factory horsepower um yeah. there's a spec tune that i think really just raises the rev limiter a little bit Okay. So they're they're really like the the cars are not overstressed, um, so they're pretty durable. Um, we run the limited slip diff off the winter package cars. It's a factory differential, so it's not some built like four thousand dollar rear end like my purple car had. Um, so you can build one of these cars for twenty grand, including a donor. Like they're wow. cheap. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, for a race car, it's yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. what about what about tires? They're fantastically what? affordable. Uh, the tires are a Toyo RR. Um, okay. They are a 245 40 17 on an 8 inch wheel. Mm-hmm. So it's not the grippiest tire, but I think it contributes to like the fun of it. Um, because I, I ran some BF Goodrich tires. I ran Hoosiers at a point on the purple car, and they were both like really, really good. And then the limits were really, really high. And then you would exceed them and you would like fall off a cliff. Yeah. Whereas these are more willing to slide and tell you that they're unhappy and you just kind of work with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's on the car here in the photo is the RR. That's our typical dry tire. And then we run the Toyo RA1 uh, as a rain tire. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And do you get a, you get like a full one, just one weekend out of a set of tires or do you, can you get. <laughs> with your, with your driving, with this your driving. So great one whole season of driving there we go there we go it is stunning 
I was told ahead of time they are as fast from when they are new until the cords are showing, and nobody was lying about that. That's awesome. I mean, nice. maybe a second slower, but I truly we we all end up buying a set of six tires and we rotate them like axle by axle every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, just to get even wear. So you have two backups, a whole season on them. Nice. Like, no that's really deal. great. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how amazing. I've always like. The, what, the, like, what's the whenever anyone's like, oh, this is like an affordable uh, series or whatever. Like, tell me what's the tire you're running. <laughs> so yeah, no, the tires. A set of tires is probably I don't know, twelve hundred bucks, and they'll right. last you all year. That's and great. then the brake pads. We run uh, Hawk brake pads, and. You use the fronts about twice as fast as the rears. The fronts will last you three to four weekends. And I got almost a whole season out of the rears. Okay. Yeah. But the trick is uh, if you know of FCP Euro. Yes. They have their Their lifetime lifetime replacement guarantee. guarantee. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, all of us do this. And like FCP knows of this and they approve it. You buy one set of brake pads per axle. And you have brake pads for life for, for zero dollars. Yeah, that's amazing, right? Like, it's a cheap car to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, that's really cool. I I think that there's a really interesting aspect of like mental thriftiness to it as well, right? So like, this season was my first full season of autocross in my Abarth, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that there's a bunch of stuff that like I think about managing, right? Like, what do I want to do for next season? What do I, you know, like all of these things, right? That like you manage event by event and at the event, this takes so much, like your spec three setup takes so much of what you like might, like all of the points that could change, like all of the variables, a bunch of variables out of the equation and really just Mm -hmm. makes it like, this is what you do. You show up, you're safe, you race, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean. Yeah. And, and the best part is like with, you know, with the old class I was in with the purple car, Everybody would go home and think of, you know, well, how can I change this? How yeah. can I tweak this to go a little faster? This car goes in the trailer. <laughs> it sits in a parking lot for a month. And then I go hook up another truck and drag it to another racetrack and start it up and drive it again. I don't right. do a thing. Right. I, that's a huge piece to like this hobby, I think, is like kind of working on minimizing mm-hmm. like the mental anguish that you're potentially exposing <laughs> yourself to. Right. Like, well, and some people want that and that's where they right, thrive. Right. But like, I just want to do other stuff with my weekends and my nights. And like, I, it's just, I don't care about that. I want to drive. I think Ian, I think you like to get in there I, like more than I do. You know, I, I, I like to think about that stuff, but I like to think about it. I don't like to actually do any of it <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> oh, that's, that's where I come in to turn the wrench and make the change. Yeah. Okay. yeah Cause I'm, I'm, I know as soon as I start turning the wrench, I'm making it way worse. <laughs> You're the idea man. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. So yeah, this there's, would there's a reason me... mine goes to a shop. Yeah, exactly. That's, hey. that's where my car goes. But this would keep me from, you know, hurting myself. Yeah. It's like your fantasy <laughs> yeah, one I mean, team just noodling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, really, I, I, so I took it to a friend's house two weekends ago, and we just to wash it because it doesn't get clean. Yeah. So it's like our end of season, he lives nearby. Let's go. And he races too. It's like, let's, let's clean the cars up. So we cleaned it and we're talking while we're cleaning mine. And he's like, so what are you going to do in the off season? I'm like, I don't know. Brake pads. (laughs) Like I, there's nothing to do to it. 
I'm out of brakes. I'm out of tires. I guess I'll put those on. Yeah, fluids. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, so, yeah. for just autocross, I'm tearing my car apart. Like the, the yeah. front end's right. coming off soon. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Are you? Uh, are you? Do you have? Are you restricted on like driver comfort stuff? Like, do people run? cool suits and all that sort of crazy you can have a cool suit um you just have a minimum weight for uh weight with driver at the end of a race which is uh 28 25 so mm-hmm. um i'm kind of right there i can run a cool shirt and be within the the range and be happy about it so i have one um i need to move the seat down because i bought this car built from a friend of mine and he's shorter than me mm-hmm. so the seat Right now, my head is like almost in the ceiling, which is not ideal. Yeah. So I need, and I just need to unbolt it, and like drop it a couple inches. Um, but you, you have some leeway with the interior. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. See, that's where I would tinker. It'd be like, I need a new dash layout. I'm going to get some data. I'm going to get a cool shirt. You know, that sort of stuff. Well, so you, you have to have a full dash. Uh-huh. You cannot have anything that plugs into the OBD port. Oh, um, you like okay. there's a lot of things you can't have because it could be it could influence you know it could in theory talk to the ECU and and mess with your tune. Interesting. So interesting. You you can tinker in like I made a nicer dash panel than you to hold my water temp gauge, but like that's what you can do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, yeah. it's like put the car away for the winter and we'll see you in the spring. That's, <laughs> that's all you nice. can do. Too. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's there's a lot of positive aspects to this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm just enthralled with the the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Spec yeah. racing is fun and this this class is really uh, I have I have a good friend of mine who's been almost single-handedly working on growing series um from just a small mid-Atlantic series to nationwide and people are building these cars all over because we've collectively largely with Taylor's help uh shown how fun they are for how low dollar yeah. So it's it's exciting to watch it grow. Yeah, that's that is a solid bang for your buck, like straight up racing series. Yeah, 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 yeah it's great. Cool. I love it. Nice. So huh. so talk to us about some of the out motorsports track events, like road rallies. Give us give us the out because you just wrapped up your last Rainbow Road track cross for mm-hmm. the season, right? Yeah, that was back in October. That was mid mid month, I guess. Um, and then we had our pumpkin spice road rally that was last weekend. So we we wrapped everything up. We did six events this year. So we did four four road rallies on the street that are more about like social elements and like have a fun drive on some back roads. And then we had the two track crosses at Summit Point. So everything was great. We had a lot of new people. Um, I am by day in consulting, so I love data and I love. <laughs> You know, what, what can I learn about all this? Um, we had 182 different people come to one of our events this year, which was so fun. Yeah. And a lot of people came to two or more. Um, we had some people that came to all of them. Okay. Um, which was cool. And uh, we had a lot of corporate support, which people sent cars. They, you know, donated things. They gave away prizes they sent cash to help you know bring people who couldn't afford it um so it was really cool we we had 10 people come this year who applied for what we call a scholarship program where basically you know you've always wanted to do this you can't afford it okay come we've covered your entry fee in your hotel 
um, which was worth like 600 bucks a person. So uh, Toyota and Mazda and Michelin uh, made that happen. And I'm That's really awesome. like, I'm really pleased with that. That's so So great. we're hoping to do more of that next year. It was, it was the coolest. And I mean, yeah. these are people who truly like, you know, motorsport is one of those things, even, you know, like thinking of autocross, it's like, oh, it's a $35 entry fee. Sure. But you've got tires, brake pads, yeah. like any other wear items, gas, food, hotel, if you're staying overnight, like mm -hmm. it just, it all adds up even doing that. And to do what we're doing, entry fee and hotel is 600 bucks, gas and travel cost, food, wear on equipment, like it's a thousand dollar weekend easy. So if we can help cut that out and get you here, like don't make excuses. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of hearing them, just get here. So yeah. that was kind of the approach. And the fact that some, some OEMs and Michelin wanted to help do that was fantastic. Um, a lot of these different support, you know, sponsor groups have, have said, what can we do for next year already? Which is very exciting. Um, and then we gave away real prizes. Um, we gave away two sets of Bridgestone tires, whatever you wanted mounted and balanced. What? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Like for each of the, each of the track crosses, um, we we do like this cheap car challenge element of it for you know here's a here's a budget by a top gear themed like terrible car on a, a a theme this year was family haulers which is kind of broad but um we we took everyone's uh best time and averaged them and the the top people in each class uh back in may we just drew names out of a hat in october we put everyone in a volvo 940 station wagon and said your single best lap wins the tires but um, yes, it, it was it was it was the most hilarious thing. <laughs> it was the slowest little car. But, um, but yeah, we we gave away two sets of tires thanks to Bridgestone. So um, like we're giving away real stuff. Hawk gave us a lot of like discount codes for Hawk Bucks. Uh, Motul gave us a hundred bucks for every registered driver for each event to give away you know, money for fluids. So there was. Um, with all of that and then different companies um, supported with, you know, helmet loaners and dinners for everybody and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, we gave away over $30,000 in prizes and dinners and event support. <laughs> wow. So which great. was huge. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Holy so, cow. That's I'm, I am proud of that because it, it gave, it gave a lot of people opportunities they wouldn't have had. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing better. There's no better feeling than spending the money of like a giant corporation who is happy to give it to you. Like it's the best. Yeah. And, and, you know, the way a lot of these, these companies see it, you know, like, like Mazda and Toyota, both in particular. Um, and I, I'll include Chevrolet cause they, they gave us uh, some money for all this too. Um, the way that they all see it in particular is like, we could spend money being in a pride parade. And like, yay, we checked that box on our, our corporate initiatives, or we could, we could directly impact a group of a hundred or something people in person to be there to, to do a driving event. Like there is a different level of engagement there Yeah, and it's worth pulling some budget aside for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Yeah. I, have yeah. any of them talked about like, bringing cars out to have people drive at these events or is that is that something that maybe you're going to try to do in the future 
that's really tough from a liability perspective. For um, sure. Yeah, I've I've tried. I'm maybe have a thread I can pull with one brand that like we we talked about it in a serious nature already, and it might be able to happen, but I don't want to say too much. But um, Volvo supported our pumpkin spice rally. You can sit on your screen presented yeah. by Volvo. Um, so they they gave us some funding to help do like an end of your banquet, which was really appreciated. But they also with these events, we split people into smaller groups. We have like a lead car and a chase car for each of these drive groups. And they sent four electric C40 recharge crossovers for us to use as the group lead cars. Oh, that's cool. Which, very cool. Um, We had, you know, four of them in matching Fjord Blue, and they were all, you know... The wild thing to me is that our meeting point for this event was this hotel in um camp hill pennsylvania which is like a lovely little town but it's not most people don't know where that is it's outside hershey um and i get there friday and there is an 18 wheeler like car hauler and they're unloading four cars off of it for me which is (laughs) like that that is something i never thought would happen yeah um and they're just like yeah good we'll we'll pick them up monday morning (laughs) that's really cool have fun so, and some of the Volvo uh, marketing and PR people came and they, they enjoyed the event and had a really good time. So um, that support was really cool. That's great. But, yeah. yeah to, to show up and have a, you know, an 18 wheeler full of cars that are just yeah. being unloaded for my event was really fun. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, my wife and I were watching the rainbow road uh, wrap up uh earlier uh-huh. and um and uh one thing that really stood out to me uh like for anybody who doesn't kind of like still like may need a visual image for like what is going on at this event like let me just take a screen cap i, I have a screen cap of just the grid like one camera pan of the grid <laughs> just to let folks know like the kind of amazing stuff that's out there right so like it is, yeah Right, the most diverse cast of characters. Right, we've got Kevin and his Mitsubishi i EV. Right, mm-hmm. PT Cruiser, a an Infinity. What was that? The J thirty. A J thirty. Yeah, there the four door three hundred ZF. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, if, and then if you look at the back, the the far back red car, uh, two behind the Mini Cooper, is a an Evo. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't look at this like group of cars. There's some real hardware there, and then some really terrible $1,500 cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Buick Roadmaster with wood paneling. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can't see the, like this group and think, oh, no one's going to have a good time. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. The Jaguar, yeah. How did it go with, with uh, how did the IMEF do? Uh, better than I thought it might. Um, Kevin was very, like, he was, he just knew exactly what the car was and wasn't. Um, yeah. the track, the course on Saturday was a, a little more like handling focused mm-hmm. versus Sunday. Sunday had longer straightaways and stuff. Sunday's more of a horsepower course. So Sunday he was just very outgunned because that car makes 70 horsepower or something. Right. But <laughs> it was fine. He plugged it in at lunch and got a little bit of juice back in it plugged in overnight like it was no big deal and he he towed it there um oh, so he didn't okay. have to deal with getting it from ohio at 
know, yeah, 40 miles at a time or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody needs to watch the the highlight reel. It's it's such a great video. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it really captures like the spirit of the event, you know, like I was the story that you told the last time you were on our show about how um the the track had prepared like pride themed elements and stuff like that mm -hmm. when you got there. Like I told that to my wife and she was like, I got chills. I got chills. Like she just was so yeah. like, yeah, it's just so great. And I, this is summit point, right? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. How was, how was the track? How was the environment? Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's great. Like they, they really enjoy having us there because they know it's, it's that kind of atmosphere and everyone's just so, so happy to be there having a great time. And you know, we did two events with them this year. We're going to do two more there next year. Um, and then, excuse me, we're we're looking at going elsewhere in the country next year, too, because we want to make this, like, not an East Coast-only thing. So, you know, with all that, it's like, I don't want to give up Summit because they've been so good to us. Yeah. And they, they want us to be there because it brings other diverse groups in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh yeah, it's it's been good to be there with them and we definitely want to keep that relationship going. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Well, and I'm I'm sure it's the same with the OEMs too and you know, there's been a theme of you being like, "Hey, they interacted with us once and now they want to interact with us again." It's, you know, part of it is what you're doing, but also probably how you're doing it like people just appreciate competence too and like they can tell when something is is well run and it's more rare that a, an event is competently run than than people think sometimes you know i guess i mean <laughs> you know we 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 heard that from the volvo people as far as we got a lot of positive feedback from volvo last weekend on how that pumpkin spice event was run and it was really really flattering and it's always great to hear, you know, I, I don't run these in a bubble. I've got a team of volunteers that that help. And we mm -hmm. had a few of my friends, uh, two in particular, who really were also like co-leads to make this happen. And and the Volvo lead marketing uh, gentleman made a point of telling each of the three of us how well run the event was, which was really sweet. And it also, like to me, it just drove home the point that like I and, and you know, these other two, Donnie and, and other Jake, we're just doing what we know how to do. But the fact that it is resonating and people feel like they're having a good time and they feel welcome and they want to come back and, and all that is awesome. Yeah. You know, like we're, we, we want to do more of this, but the, the thing I told people at the banquet is that I'm just doing the stuff that I think is fun yeah. that I know how to do that I couldn't find when I was looking for a community for myself. So I'm just really glad that it's resonating with other people because yeah. that's the best part. It obviously is like, you don't have a fleet of cars this crazy without, <laughs> it, without it landing with I a guess, bunch yeah. of folks. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so great. Yeah. They, I, I wish we lived closer and could, could show up. Yeah. Uh, excited to see what happens well, with events in other parts of the country. For sure. We're working on something not close, close to you guys, but closer. Nice. So nice. It'll probably still be a flight, but 
if, if you can get near Chicago, it might work out for 2023. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> just, just FYI, I'm working on those dates right now. Nice. Nice. Right on. Well, we also wanted to talk a bit about uh, about some cars that we've been able to drive that, and one that we haven't that you have been able to drive all all three. And okay. so talking about the new Honda Civic Si, the mm-hmm. new Acura Integra, and the new Hyundai mm-hmm. Elantra N line, because mm. it seems like these days, like I'm a sedan boy, right? Like I have my mm-hmm. Lexus LS460 and I love it. I, I'm a sedan boy, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like like sedans are hitting right now in a time when we really didn't kind of expect it. You know, I, there's been good stuff. Like, I, I don't know. What, what is, what's your take on that? I think it's interesting. So, so on the sedan front, like in general, you know, when I was a kid, I think when, when all of us were kids, sedans were more the norm for like a family car yeah, um, and wagons. And then the minivan came around and then, you know, no one wants to be seen driving the thing their parents drove. So like, everything must change. So now we're in the age of the crossover and they are all pretty good. And a lot of them are pretty boring blobs that people just drive. Um, I'm in a loaner car from the Porsche dealer, which is a whole separate story, but I'm in a 2021 Honda CRV, which okay. is like an car. Right. Um, right. I don't get it. It is not targeted at me, but like the CRV is entirely competent. It is fine. It is unexciting. And uh, that's all I have to say about it. So to that end, with sedans, I think given the market preferences have shifted toward buying CRVs, uh, the sedans that are around have to do something to be better, whether that's being more luxurious in the case of luxury brands, like, you know, the new, I drove a new Genesis G90 um, very briefly stunning car yeah driven some g80s like like genesis in general is like punching above their weight and and there's doing so many good things but with the sportier variants of stuff um civic si integra elantra n like they're they're putting everything into them and they're doing a good job um everything is good so you know i have preferences if it was like my money on the line i know what i would how i would rank them and a lot of it comes down more to styling and like what I want feature wise. If it was like, this is your only car, this is your daily sort of thing, but they're all fun. Yeah. Right? Well, and so we um, had, we, we talked about this on the show before, but we basically, we kind of split our vote, right? So like if we drove mm-hmm. the SI and the Integra kind of back to back, the SI like just, wormed its way into my brain just immediately and i was just like this is this thing's fucking amazing i love it and yeah i like i also like the integra but i would choose the si and i think dave said he would choose the integra yes if it was his money over the si and victoria scott Uh was on the show and she said i was i listened to her (laughs) yes i listened to her um her whole take on this because i was so intrigued by it because she's also such a big honda girl Yes. yes 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 i mean yeah like yeah the one you talk to when you want to talk all things honda right 
but yeah. right yeah right. so that's like another element to it um, right but then you mentioned the elantra n yes which I, you guys haven't driven right no Correct. but very intrigued by yes yes give so, us the take yeah <laughs> okay so t on all of these is that they're fun um the civic si like i drove the prior gen civic si and type r and i they were great cars for not me um mm -hmm. i didn't like how they looked I thought they were kind of bathtubby. There's just a lot of things that didn't quite gel. And I drove the Civic SI first. Okay. And the steering feel is incredible. Yeah. Um, it's a ton of car for the money. Yeah. It's, I mean, 27 or 28 grand MSRP for like everything, like in the orange paint, whatever, it's summer tires. Um, it's a very, very good value. Really, really great to drive. And then the Integra comes along, and I am, I am such an apologist for the new Integra because everyone is like the entire internet seems very upset by it that it's not just a DC two Integra Type R, right? That is new, and I'm like that. That is not what Acura can make. They are also very clearly leaving room on the table for the Civic Type R drivetrain going in an Integra that will right. be a hotter version, which is fine. Um, the one that's out is a, an S, a current SI drivetrain. I like the hatchback body. The ELS audio system is phenomenal compared to the Bose. Bose is not bad in the Civic, but the ELS is way better. And I like the looks better. Mm -hmm. I would personally buy the Integra if it was like, this is your only car. It is more expensive than the Civic by like seven or eight grand. But for all the little things that you get, I would want them. But I think if you don't care, or if your budget doesn't fit that, the SI is equally phenomenal. Like, just yeah. whichever one you like more is both. They're both fine. They're both great. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those arguments too, where you like you you hear someone make the thing that the the opposite case to what you think, and you're like, oh no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, good. <laughs> yeah, good, good call. But like, if if you can't stomach thirty five grand for a car or you don't think that the up the upgrades and features are worth it mm -hmm. and it is slower than the civic it weighs more so the yes. power to weight versus the civic yeah. si is worse um okay by the civic you're not missing out on much like you don't get heated seats whatever yeah. so they're both good um when you add the elantra n in there the elantra n is more dramatic than either of them and i would say it's more a civic type r competitor than an si competitor okay gotcha. Okay. So I wouldn't necessarily hit them against each other. And I have not driven the Type R yet. Um, they just did the media launch. I have first impressions from Stephen Ewing, who's did them for me, that dropped next Tuesday morning. Um, so like, share, comment, subscribe. But uh, <laughs> I have not driven it. But ooh, I just lost all my lights. Oh, no. Um, they're they're programmed to turn off. I have to figure out how to turn them back on because <laughs> this is my bedtime. But we're it was a very dramatic. It was a very dramatic moment. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now we're back. Um, I, I have uh, Phillips Hue that I just got, which I think is fun, but mm -hmm. it just does stuff. So that was a <laughs> stuff it did. <laughs> um, anyway, with the Elantra N, like it is, it is cracked out. It is nuts. It is loud. If you saw the articles going around about that guy in California who like got yeah. pulled over and the, yeah. the police officer was like, this is clearly aftermarket that exhaust in full sport 
whatever mode is very loud. Okay. <laughs> like it is it I mean it's it's it may it seems like it's just straight pipe. So it is bonkers, it is fun. I I drove this one I don't know, 500 miles round trip to do the the C8Z06 launch, so it was a lot of highway driving. Pretty decent highway car. Um I'm not a fan of the looks. So if you were like, your money, what do you want? I would go with one of the Hondas, um, whether it was the SI or the Integra or the Type R. Like, I would, I have to drive the Type R and see how I feel. But mm -hmm. um, I, the, the looks of this just don't do it for me. But yeah, again, I think this is going to be a better, you know, it's similar to Genesis punching up. This is also punching up. And I think it's going to be price-wise, it's going to probably undercut the Type R and be similarly quick. And it's got a limited slip and adaptive suspension and all the chassis bracing and um, the exhaust. Like, it's got all the stuff. So they're very, very good. The Hyundai N-Cars are phenomenal. And I really, really need to drive one. Yeah. I, I still have not driven one. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I really like what you had to say about, like, if a sedan is going to exist or even be seen as a viable option in this market, it needs to do something really well. Like a lot of things yeah you you can't be but you can't have a beige blob of a sedan anymore and expect yeah. it to perform well and people to get excited about it um you know i think like even like honda just dropped the new accord this morning um, yeah yeah and they it's either going to be a 1.5 turbo or a hybrid they're not doing a 2.0 turbo anymore mm -hmm. and i think we're going to see more of that for like the more average you know whatever family sedans like why are these not all hybrids? Why are they not all excellent on fuel economy? Right. Mm -hmm. Like either make it cracked out fast in performance or make it really, really good as like a wafty high mileage highway cruiser. Right. Yeah. I think and it like looks really good. That's as well. exactly what they have to do. Yeah. This, this is going to age really well. It yeah. is. Yeah. The, the, this, the new trend of like cleaner, you know, more slab side, like it looked, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about the way that design is moving now, and because I felt like for a few years there, it was just like, you know, like a like a transformer exploded, you know, uh, yeah, like made yeah. It with and, a Makita. Honda was not the only people that did all that, but no. they, yeah, they certainly liked it. Um, I am much more a fan of this styling direction mm -hmm. of everything being a little cleaner. I, I was thinking of a, a whole separate topic for a podcast earlier today in just that 90% of cars made in the last five years are going to age like milk. <laughs> yeah. Wise. Yeah. They're all going to be overwrought, overdone and just look terrible. I think the, I think the, the thing that I have thought about with this, certainly this car and then like a few other cars that have launched recently is the, the, um, the S90 the Volvo S90 yeah. really, I think, started this. Like, it looked so good when it came out because it looked so clean and like so much simpler and more elegant than everything else that was kind of coming out at the time. And now everything is kind of right. moving that direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so well, I, don't, I, don't, I will say, I think it's easy. It's easy to go too far in the simple direction. And you look yeah. at the new, um, the new Mercedes Benz uh, electric sedans, the EQE and the EQS. Yeah. They look like a magic mouse. Yeah. Like they're just kind of melted bars of skull. Right. And, <laughs> magic mouse. you know, it's the, 
it's the pursuit of aerodynamics. Yeah, I'm like yeah. there, there's an EQS. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Do you do you have to like, turn it upside down to charge arrow. something? <laughs> not. There's a port on the side. Um, but, you know, it's like the, it's the pursuit of aerodynamics. But like, what about this says Mercedes Benz to you? Right. right. Well, it's so yeah, funny too. No. Like the 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 CLS from like whenever that first came out, like 2006 or seven or whatever, is still mm-hmm. one of like I still see those, and I'm like, this is one of the most beautiful large sedans I've ever seen. You know. Oh. And then they got from that to this so somehow, well. and you're like, what? Yeah. And it's interesting because this is kind of the same formula as the CLS. Yeah. Right. Right. But it doesn't yeah. work for me. No. And I and I know there are people who think that the EQE and the EQS are the most beautiful things ever made. And like, I'm not here to like shit all over Mercedes Benz, but um, just it's just little tweaks, yeah, make something really work or really not. And the proportions, yeah, the proportions are just all fucked up on it. Like, it doesn't, it looks off, right? Right. And I, I try in my reviews, I specifically don't comment on styling yeah. because whatever I love, you're going to hate and vice versa. But there are absolutely certain vehicles where like they don't quite land and i think for a lot of people and i think some people just don't give a shit which is fine and then some people think they're beautiful you know whatever but but i do think the way styling is trending with certain brands is working toward a more timeless design again which i'm happy to see definitely yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah yeah absolutely nice um We've gone pretty long. Do you want to do what do you, you think we got a, a time for a game? Yeah. Okay. I've got time. All right. We we have a license plate game for you and we have a FMK car. So whatever you would like or both. Oh, I mean, I've got time for both, but I let's start with the license plate game. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is one that Dave because, made because I ri- I ride a, a silly little bird scooter around DC and I see custom tags and I think of this and I'm like all right we have to play this again yeah all right. the the one that you the the ones that you've sent me are in the hopper I'm just waiting for the theme to oh emerge. good yes oh yeah I don't even remember what I've sent you but I know I sent a couple yeah uh huh nice yep. so this is one that Dave put together so we'll we'll be working together I haven't seen these yet either. Now, okay. th- this one was put together in advance of Halloween, and we ended up not using it. So this one is called mm-hmm. Paranormal Drivers. So here we go. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. It was Paranormal-themed plate. So while you guys take that in, I can narrate if you'd like. Yeah, so this is, we've got a maroonish, yeah. burgundyish Chevy Equinox up top. We've got a yellow Nissan Juke. Just... Yeah, speaking of timeless designs, just all three of them, right? <laughs> and the I one, would argue, side note, I would argue the Nissan Juke has aged better than anyone thought it would. You know, actually, I would agree with that. Yes. And and I'll I'll go on record a million times over saying that I want a bagged Honda Cross Tour. I mean, I just like <laughs> and I love some... that journey for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so great thank you thank you jay yeah uh yeah then lastly we do have a honda cross tour that i'm going to buy from this person and put airbags on yeah um and it's like brown yeah 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 jake you want to read the plates sure so we've got uh kraken 
K-R-A-K-Y-N. Mm-hmm. We've got Vampire 7. And we've got, uh, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Cthulhu. Yeah, Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. C-T-H-U-L-H-U. That uh, is a great vanity play. I'm just going to, that's, <laughs> I'm going to fully endorse. That's a great vanity play. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. All right. So we've got a, like, it's a, like a maroon-ish Chevy Equinox with an Illinois plate. Yep, got a bunch of stuff hanging from the rearview mirror. Bunch of stuff. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm in love with this juke already. I mean, if you're gonna get a juke, just get it in bright yellow and fuck off into the day. You know, like yeah, throw just, a wing on it. Yeah, like lean into the weird. Yeah. 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 Right. Now, what is that on the? What's the sticker? Do we know? It, is it just like a snake or something? It, I think it looks it's like, like a, a little st- dragon tail, maybe. Okay. Well, like a, a little turtle. Yeah, there's a turtle, and then there's something else here, like a, like some wings or something. Yeah, yeah, not it's sure. Colorado. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then the cross tour, the debadged cross tour. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And a dirty windshield. A debadged cross tour. <laughs> uh huh. Jake, I don't know. I'm kind of stumped right now. Do you have any like initial thoughts, like anything jumping out at you? Um, I would say, however you pronounce, I don't know if there's a right way for C- Cthulhu or yeah. Cthulhu yeah. or however you say it. I would put that on the juke. Okay. Okay. I have. I just something just occurred to me with the juke. Go back to the uh-huh. stickers. Yeah, sure. Are these all sea creatures on here? Could it be Kraken? Because that's a sea monster. Or am I? Cthulhu is also the... of the sea. Yeah. Oh, you're right. right. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yep. Mm. Not okay. hinting, providing providing information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick with the juke being what I said. I think you're uh, right. Okay. I yeah. would put Kraken on the cross tour. I was going to say the same thing. Kraken seems to go, I don't know why, but it seems to go with debadging for some reason. I'm into it. Yeah. And well, and just like a more generic, like Vampire Seven strikes me as like the fun mom with her Chevy Equinox that like thinks this is all very clever, mm-hmm. but she's driving a red Chevy Equinox and like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, vampire. So I think that's, that's my blood. final answer. Let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here are the answers. We Vampire 7, you got it. And then Cthulhu and Kraken. Oh, we yep. flipped those. Flipped. Swapped. Flipped. Yep. 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 So thank you, Jesse, for sending in Cthulhu. And thank you, Johnny, for sending in Vampire 7. And I had the luxury of seeing Kraken myself. That's yep. amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think any day you see a yellow Nissan Juke is a, a decent day. Yeah. Yeah. Just touched by a little something special that day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I will say, I will say I'm I saw a juke the other day and I had the exact same thought because I had seen a kicks the day before and I was like, Good God, why? <laughs> and then I used to make fun of the juke all the time and now it's, it looks it looks really good. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't say the juke is good, but it's at least interesting. Yeah, yeah no, right? it looks better now than it did when it came out. Yeah. Right. Like, there's enough generic blobs mm-hmm. that the juke is at least something that stands out. Yeah. I, I mean, like, look at how bananas looking a Toyota Camry is nowadays. Like, that doesn't look mm-hmm. like the toaster from which it came. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so FMK cars. I, I Love have, it. I have one of those ready for both of you as well. This one. Okay. This one has a tie-in. Jake, are you a fan of any of the following t- television series? The Great British Bake Off. Taskmaster. Um. Okay. And repair shop. Um, I have not seen the latter two. I have seen the Great British Bake Off, and okay. I enjoy both competitions and cooking shows. Okay. Okay. All right. So in this one, I'm going to give you a sedan, one of the sedans we talked about earlier, and you're going to have a twist for each of those sedans that is themed along that British television show. All right. Okay. Okay. So first up, we're going to go to familiar territory, the Great British Bake Off, which we're all all familiar with, right? We've got uh, we've got Paul and Prue, and uh, Noel and Matt, and uh, yes, here's here's the Great British Bake Off, and their cast will pop up here. Um, So with the Great British Bake Off. Uh, you are paired with the Honda Civic SI, okay? And anywhere that you drive your car, no matter what, you will have Paul Hollywood caliber pastries available at whatever destination you stop at. Some crazy... Oh, sorry. Some crazy gas station in the middle of nowhere you can get a scone that would blow your mind. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the Honda Civic SI. All right? Next, Repair Shop. I, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it, mainly because it is probably the most palate-cleansing television show to ever exist. Mm. You need to get away from everything. It's fantastic. People bring okay. stuff to this barn outside of Goodwood in the UK... Right. And these insane experts restore anything from priceless paintings to clocks to furniture, anything like these. There's always a wonderful story, you know, an heirloom, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. With, so with the with the Hyundai. Right. Because I, I feel like the Hyundai is probably the more complicated of the cars that we're dealing with. Right. If anything goes wrong with it, you have this team of repair shop experts (laughs) at your disposal to repair it. There's incredibly mechanical individuals. Brenton, for one, huge motorsports enthusiast. On the show, you can see him wearing a, a, his watch has a golf livery on it. Um, Yes. So that and the Hyundai. Right? Okay. Okay. Then lastly, we have the Acura Integra. And Ian's favorite show, Taskmaster. 
So Ian's... now we're going to need another. Do we? How much tape do we have? Because I want to go. <laughs> I, I I need probably an hour and a half tops to talk about Taskmaster. Briefly describe Taskmaster for anyone who doesn't know what it is. You have twenty seconds. <laughs> it's five five comedians get uh, tasks, and then they they all do the same tasks separately, and then they watch it back in the studio, and it's like a panel show uh, when they're watching the tape back. But the t- the tasks are like, how many baked beans does it take to get around this caravan? Uh, like that sort of stuff. Um, and they get like time limits and it's funny. Ian, with, yeah. with the Acura Integra, you're going to have the task masters available straight through the nav system. Anytime okay. you would like, they will issue you a task. You can partake mm-hmm. in this game. And uh, and you will be compared to your fellow competitors with their Acura Integras, and you will get to have a, a jolly time competing and uh, being uh, they they make quite a bit of fun of the folks as well. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's not, it's a it's fairly mean for a for a British show. <laughs> All these other shows are very gentle. This one's like pretty yes, <laughs> pretty pointed. Yes. Okay, I think I have my answer, Jake. What are you thinking? I think I have mine as well. My, is this my turn to share? Yeah, go sure, for go for it. Okay. Uh, so we're marrying the Civic because oh. I am food motivated <laughs> and give me all the pastries and all the, the cakes and everything. Okay. Um, I would probably kill the Hyundai because I don't need people yelling at me. <laughs> Um, through the infotainment. Um, that was the Acura. I, I'm, yeah. Oh, well then, we, yeah. okay, we, we kill the Acura then. Um, I, I do enough of personality management for my day job that we, <laughs> we don't need more of that. Yeah. Um, so then that leaves me with a little weekend fling with the Hyundai, it sounds like. Yeah, and if anything goes wrong, you have the repair shop at your disposal. Yeah. And a 10-year, 100,000-mile warrant. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah. If your coffee mug in the car breaks, Kirsten here can fix it. There you go. They can fix that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I- Ian? Um, I will also marry the Civic because, first of all, I have never met a carb that I didn't like. And secondly, uh, those seats, I love those seats in the in the SI. And I feel like they would also double because they're very pretty tight. They would also double to let me know when I'm overdoing it with the pastries. Like if I'm, if I'm doing too many destinations, <laughs> exactly. pastries, it'll just tell me like, Hey, dial it back a little bit. Uh, I think I would crush the, the Hyundai with the repair shop because I'm not very practical and getting free maintenance. That's not fun. Uh, and then I'm going to, I'm going to do taskmaster for a day. It, in your Acura in, Integra. In my Teggy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that. I yeah. like that. I think you have all made very good choices. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. would marry the repair shop, right? And you would I just would. break stuff on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> Oops. Scratch the paint. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I'm going to go get a soothing cup of tea and watch someone <laughs> right. fix my car. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you if you need a show to take you down a notch, yeah, watch mm. watch Repair Shop. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So, but yes, thanks. Sounds good. My my YouTube lately has been recommending somehow like late seventies Chevrolet dealer training videos, which is a very similar <laughs> bring down before bed. Yeah. Okay. okay. But with more, I'm assuming sexual harassment. <laughs> No, there's a lot of brown. Yeah, brown, yeah, brown, clothing, brown, 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 brown cars. Yeah. Like it was a dark time. Nice, nice. Just through the cigarette haze. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they all they're like, we have 13 engine options in this Silverado, and they all make 101 horsepower. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it was bad. It's really bad. I I love that you stumbled across like the dealer training videos. That's so great. Like, well, and because I clicked on one out of morbid curiosity, <laughs> now it just recommends all of them. So I've seen like every Pontiac Parisian training video that they have produced on Laserdisc. Like that's really funny. It's not good content. It's just fascinating. <laughs> I can't look away. Yeah. Ex- no, exactly. I'm like pouring a, another glass of wine. Like okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I when I was like back in like the Kazaa like file sharing days, somehow I managed to find a CD of Kentucky Fried Chicken training MP3s from like the 1960s, and I oh, I wow. still have them. But like, uh-huh. and I mean, like it's the same thing. It's like it's not good to listen to, but it sure is fascinating. <laughs> Didn't you once tell me too that you had like 40 gigs of an of auctions or something? Oh yeah, 40 years of auction the the na- national auctioneer championships. Yeah. Yeah. It's just wow. another random MP3 find. I had the bandwidth in the hard drive space. I'm didn't, I'm downloading it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway. heady days. They were heady days. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Jake Tell the people where they can find you, what they should do to seek out you out motorsports stuff. Give us the rundown. Well, uh, outmotorsports.com or uh, like, share, comment, subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube uh, at outmotorsports. We're on Twitter until they run out of money, which could be <laughs> tomorrow, two days from now. <laughs> uh, so if they do, we're not there. But uh, that's where we're at. And we're planning some events all around the country for 2023. So follow along, check the website. We'll be posting a schedule once we have it, which should be in a couple weeks from now, which depending on when people listen, might be out already. So go check. Nice. But that's where you'll find us. You can find me on Instagram, but I would spell my last name, but no one will remember it. So <laughs> go to Al Motorsports, you'll find me. <laughs> Sounds great. I, I I have to say, sign up for the Out Motorsports mailing list. You do monthly Zoom conferences about fun topics. We do. Yeah. Yeah, we do a monthly Zoom um, that is the best time. If you if you have ever wondered if uh, other people were having a cocktail and talking about the Isuzu Axiom and the Kia Borrego. They are. It is once a month on the first Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we would love to have you join us. Yes. So join Out Motorsports to get access to that. Become a member of their community, uh, as I have. And uh, and you definitely need to check that out because it's great. Yes. So fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's a, that's a great idea to do. I, I love some of the ideas. It's been, um, like worst uh, worst mechanical kind of situation 
or like uh, I think it was like worst financial like decision associated with a car. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, we've done those. Uh, we did one that was just like your best or worst U-Haul story because everyone's got oh. one of those. Yep. Um, we did we did two car solution was one of the more recent ones. There we go. Um, with a budget imposed. Um, so yeah, it's just it's like whatever ideas people come up with, they send them to me and I put them in a list and I just pick them. Nice. And they're always a good time. Yeah. Nice. 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 Yeah. Chop it, chop it up with like-minded folks on the internet for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're all, you know, somehow we've gone down this rabbit hole together and <laughs> at this point we're all in it and we can't get out. So come, <laughs> come chat. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Ian, Ian, anything yeah. else? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Everyone, you know, send us a text. 720-515-1391. Yeah. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail or send us crazy license plate pictures. Uh, yeah. We're in all the places. You guys know the thing. Everybody, we love you. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>